This is Date to Your Potential, inspiring, educating, and empowering single members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Our hosts are Peggy Matheson, betrayal trauma recovery expert, and Sharon Collier, certified life and relationship coach. Welcome to episode one. I am Sharon. And I'm Peggy. And this is Date to Your Potential. We thought we'd start with telling... Uh, our own story about how we got here and what our why is. So today we are going to start with Peggy. Hi, Peggy. Hi, Sharon. Go ahead and let's start at the beginning. And I'm just going to let you roll for a minute until I have some questions. Okay. Well, let me just start by saying when I got married, which was a long time ago, um, I really... I wanted to become my best self and I felt like I had married up when I married him and that this was going to help me become my best self. And so personal growth is kind of like my middle name. And sure enough, I really did ask for a lot of personal growth because it did come in the marriage. And I really wanted to I will, as I look back, let me just say, as I look back, so it was a 34 year marriage and I've been divorced now for three years as of this recording. And I knew that he was the man I was to marry. It had been confirmed to me multiple ways and multiple times. And I, um, so I was really confident when that came that we were that, you know, when it became obvious that we were to get married. So I never looked back and said, I should never have married him. That was never, and it's still to this day is not what I think. I know I was supposed to be married to him. So as we, as you and I, Sharon, we're talking about telling our stories. I have this frame of reference where like, I didn't think that my life really, well, the marriage was really about him. As I look back, I realized a lot of the marriage was about him. And I realized as we were talking about this, I woke up one night and I remembered that I had sung a song to him the day we got married. And it, and then as I was going over the lyrics of this song, I thought, wait a minute, when I got married, I, I did have this idea that, that we had a purpose together and that we were going somewhere and that it was something important. And that was so important for me to just kind of pick up that piece again after the marriage was over to say, no, I did feel a strong sense of purpose. And that's a part of who I am, is I have a purpose on the planet. I have something to offer. Right. So Peggy's the singer. I make my dogs cry when I sing. So Peggy, sing us some of the song. You want to hear the song? I do. No, sing us the song. <laughs> you got to get to know this part of Peggy. Okay, so um, I'll just sing a little part of it. Okay. Something is stirring, shifting ground. It's just begun. Edges are blurring all around. And yesterday is done. Feel the flow, hear what's happening. We're what's happening. Don't you know we're the movers and we're the shapers? We're the names in tomorrow's papers. It's up to us, man, to show them. It's our time. Breathe it in. Worlds to change and worlds to win. Our 
your time coming through me and you pal me and you me and you love it thank you so i was sitting in the parking lot singing that to him right before we went into the salt lake temple where we were sealed on that day i think he was kind of rolling his eyes but i was just of course sentimental and but i really felt like we had a purpose and now at that time i didn't know what the purpose was i thought it was something different than what it actually turned out to be and we did have a very big purpose so a year after we got married he told me he was attracted to men and so ouch ouch yeah well, actually, I was, like I said, I was, I was really prepared. I knew before, even before I ever met him, that something was going to be off. Something was going to be, we were going to have a challenge in the marriage. And that was confirmed to me multiple times. So when he actually told me this, I was like, okay. Like, Took a is. deep breath. There it is. And God's with us. We're supposed to be married. This is my eternal companion. We are going to work through this. And sure enough, much of the marriage was about healing, was about finding that path so that so that we could live the value that we both, or that he said he wanted, which was an eternal marriage. So we were fine for the first seven years, and I was thought I was happily married, although I have a lot of journals that I've looked back on once I woke up after the marriage was over and I realized what had really happened. I could go back in my journals and I could see the pain and the problems and the stress and the trauma because I had it in my journals. But I really felt like, you know, I was super happy the first seven years and then, you know, the seven year itch, the movie. Right. Right. So for some reason this correlated with that. I don't know why, but things started coming up for him. And so he finally decided he would go into therapy and work with a therapist and so that started a whole journey of helping him to get himself congruent with what he said his value system was at the time. And in that process, of course, you start to change. And so as one person changes, stuff comes up. And so you have to change the system. So I started doing my own healing work. And, and so he actually started to work with helping others as well I mean, eventually became a therapist and he helped this whole community of people who their value system was not living a gay life but they had the attractions right. so they call themselves same-sex attracted and that's what that's what that's the way we talked about him and eventually it came out in the public and you know that he was same-sex attracted and all of that and that was all still under the umbrella that we were married and it was eternal marriage and we were living these values right so as we were going through this process of evolving and him going his healing work, I ended up doing a lot of my own as well. And I was, you know, at one point we, we went to therapy and he was doing his own therapy and I was doing some of my own. But about halfway through the marriage, he came to me and said he didn't want to be married to me the way I was. And I found out at the end of the marriage, he was actually in love with his best friend at the time. And so that was a total, you know, manipulation, right. counter manipulation, right. just pointing it to me, blame, blame, blame shifting, yes. blaming yes. it on me. And I didn't know that at the time, but I'm like, yeah, I want to do my work. So, and I knew that therapy was a slow boat to China. Although I am a, 
I do believe in a good therapist and talk therapy is very valuable. And I do go to my own therapist when I need to get some more support. However, I had a friend at the time that was, that had done some powerful work that actually got her out of a wheelchair. She'd been in a wheelchair in her early thirties for four years. And this process work, it's healing, restorative guided meditation. Within two weeks of starting this work, she got out of the wheelchair. Oh, wow. It was amazing. And so I asked her and I got started and I did a couple of intensives and I had my big thing at the time that was so much so painful for me was I felt like there was this wall between me and my friends and my kids and my husband at the time and I felt like my love couldn't get to them and their love couldn't get to me and it was really painful for me but within a month and a half within a month and a half of doing this work that wall started to move and I could see around it I could feel around it and I it started a whole new life for me this opening into this freedom that I had never felt before. That's so awesome. So your husband telling you that things were your fault brought you into your own healing. Yeah. That is amazing. Yeah. So, and I had done work before. I had done some work before, but this was, this was even deeper. I needed to go deeper. I wanted to change some patterns and things about myself that I really didn't like. And this has been what I've been, now I, after starting to do that work, I realized that there was a boat in the harbor with my name on it that said, Peggy, become a practitioner. You're going this way. Woohoo. Woohoo. So I did. So I became a certified journey practitioner. The modality is called the journey and it's restorative guided meditation. And so I started doing that and I've done it now for 16 years. I've helped others, but I've also, it's my go-to for when I get stuck. Like I told you, like, like, when I get stuck, when I'm moving forward, like starting this podcast, it brings up all kinds (laughs) of stuff, you know, or publishing a book like I did last year. Um, It really was, uh, it really is important to have tools and ways to move through those things because we face fears and old stuff comes up and I'm thinking, I've already done all this work, but it's still coming up. So anyway, I started that about, um, like I said, about halfway through the marriage and, um, and we, we, I ended up helping to create a woman's retreat co- and co-facilitate and also a woman's group. And I also helped um, with some of the men's healing as well. There were healing retreats that, that, that the man I was married to was involved in helping to co-create as well. And so I had, so I had a lot of experience. And then he and I ended up doing a, relationships, a relationship retreat together. And then I also created a workshop about relationships and um, the dance that they are and how to move through right. them, which Sharon, you and I are going to be doing some of that oh, as yeah, well. We're going to sure. have some packages and some some offers for you guys to help you. So we're really excited to be putting her head and my head together <laughs> yes. and our experiences together to be able to do these things. And recently, actually, why don't you... I think this is a good time for you to tell us how we met. So I know I, it's a great story because it wasn't in the plan. No, it was, it was very serendipitous. <laughs> it was. Um, we actually met through our friend, Sherry Braithwaite, who does Dating Olympics. Uh, you can check her out at datingolympics.com. Sherry, if you're listening, we just plugged you. Um, 
and she we met online actually kind of and she Peggy reached out to me and said we should go to lunch which we did and we knew that we could work together that that would be a good idea but we didn't have anything in the works and I was asked to speak at way up north in northern Utah this was several months later right this was yeah this was after we met. Yeah, it was several months, actually. And we'd said hello to each other, and, and, and we'd become... Yeah, friends. And, and more more than acquaintances. Yeah. yeah, more than acquaintances. Um, but I was asked to speak several months later, and from the people I was speaking to, some of the questions I was getting, and I had one guy heckling me and another guy hitting on me, almost. And it, it, it the dynamics in the room was so strange talking to so many people who were interactive with me, which I'd never done before. I've done conferences and things, but never this interactive thing. On the way back, I just thought, wow, like everybody in that room needed help. And they need like deep help, like trauma help, because we're all victims of our own trauma and they, and they hide in places we don't realize they're hidden. And, and, and I knew that. I mean, I've heard a little bit about what Peggy did. And so um, I was supposed to go to a party I meet my friends at a party after this um, speaking thing and I went to the wrong party. There were two going on in Lehigh and there was a dance and a party and I went to the party, not the dance where my friends were and Peggy was standing there and there was a guy trying to get her out to the dance floor and I, I, um, I said, hey, I was just at this thing and I think people need you before they need me. I said, let's get together and talk about it. So we got together and came up with the podcast idea. She would be the heart <laughs> and the mushy stuff and I am... <laughs> I am the brain and the science, and um, I'm super excited about this, but one of the things that happened because of this was she wanted me to really know what she was doing, and she told me to join her, uh, a group session. For a guided meditation, a guided meditation group, session, group yeah. session, and I thought I was there as a spectator. Ha, ha, ha <laughs> is exactly right. Um, I had no idea. I had no idea. And I just have to tell you, I was sucked right in. I was on that magical journey. I don't even know how else to explain it. Um, it can be painful getting rid of your junk, but after the junk is gone, it's amazing. I've done several sessions at this point um, because I didn't realize how much garbage I still had. It's like really unloading your trash, yeah. your hidden trash. And so... I'm a big fan <laughs> at this point. Um, I'm a very big fan of guided meditation. Um, Peggy, do you want to finish your story or do you want to tell us what other certifications you have? So I can kind of do both at the same time, but I do want to say the, the, guide, the restorative guided meditation that we did, that you and I did together, is cellular healing. So it heals at the cellular level. So when you're saying it's deep, it is deep. Um, Sometimes it is painful, but pain has to be moved. You move through the pain to yes. the joy on the other side. There is no way around pain, guys. It is there. It's going to show up one way or another. You can't just stuff it and think that it's never going to show up again. So healing it in a fast way like this and doing it at the depth that we do is so powerful and so freeing and opens up so many, so many pathways to joy and just, you know, purpose yes. where we're headed in our lives. Yes. So, yes. So... So my certification, so what happened is after 34 years, the man I was married to chose to live a gay life and chose to divorce me. And I'm going to 
tell you that he self-diagnosed, told me this, that he had narcissistic, quote unquote, tendencies. He said tendencies and forays into addiction. And it's very common for people who are controlling and in that kind of a situation that he was in. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying the same sex attraction. I'm talking about the control issues and the forays into addiction or whatever. Someone who's been emotionally abusive to you to minimize what they've done. So what he did say, narcissism. And so I went looking Right, and he didn't look like a narcissist, and I'm like, "What is this?" And then I heard the term covert narcissist, and I was like, "Oh, now I have not diagnosed him, but it he did fit the profile um, in the research that I did, and what it really is about is control and selfishness and a need to kind of get a, a supply, or it's kind of an addiction to get supply from other people. And this, this made sense to me that he was an, a covert aggressive personality. And I say it that way because I'm not diagnosing him, but right. definitely. So uh, it started to make sense. Anyway, the waking up was really painful. And it is the most painful when you wake up and you realize that the relationship you were in was not what you thought it was. Right. So, And I know you understand this, Sharon, yes. <laughs> because of your story. So after the divorce, I... I ended up going through a coaching program. I was invited to be a coach for a company because of the guided meditation work that I did. And I did a coach training officially at that point, although I'd done a lot of healing work and a lot of teaching and a lot of stuff before that, but I officially went through that coaching training. And then um, I went through something called Association of Partners of Sex Addicts and Trauma Specialists. So that's a training. APSATS is what it's called. And so I have that training and worked for two years with, at that time, focused mostly on women who were struggling in really difficult relationships, either past or present, where they were um, emotionally or physically or sexually or psychologically abused, usually from sexually problematic behaviors from the partner or narcissistic abuse. So um, that, that narcissist word, I just want to put in a little... A little thought, plug. <laughs> a little a little thought here and let's because I hear that word thrown around a lot in the singles world. Be careful. That it, there's a real diagnosis. There is um, levels of narcissism. So I prefer to call aggressive personality types or control or that sort of thing because when someone has an addiction, it can also look like narcissistic personality. Yes. So it may not necessarily be their natural personality, but they turn into that because it's about control and that's the adversary system and they're in really kind of in bondage to that. So that I realized I woke up and that was the reason for all, again, you know, my goal was to have personal growth. And here I am at yes. the end of the marriage doing all of this training and growing and being able to help others because of my own experience and my own things that I went through. Now, I do want to talk a little bit about about when I went through, started doing the, the journey, the restorative guided meditation 16 years ago. Yes. I... A couple years after that, I started writing poetry. It started pouring out of me. And I was wanting to, to, to write a little bit. And so I was doing some daily practice. And I would be writing, writing, writing. I'd get bored. And so I'd start rhyming. And these poems started to come. 
And really for the last half of the, well, probably the last 10 years of the marriage, these poems were my journey of healing and their Your therapy my ther- yeah they were my own therapy and they were really a guidepost for me and as I look back I didn't realize it at the time right. so I did something after I you know just a year ago that I could have never done in the marriage she wrote a book and I published it and it's called she said a coloring journal so let me tell you the story about this so after I started writing all this poetry I was asked to do a creativity workshop which if I were to tell you what my heart's desire is this is something I would love to do so I'm going to put it out there in the universe I would love to do creativity workshops and so I use music and I used a movement and I use my poetry even had a poem that came to me as I was preparing for it because all my baggage came back up and the little girl inside of me was like you're not playing this little girl is a younger me younger version of myself that shows up usually around age four or five she was so mad that I wasn't playing with her that I had that stupid black crap bag on my back and I'm like I thought I got rid of it and she laughs at me and she's like so anyway, your baggage still comes up. So it came oh, up yeah. and I wrote this poem. So I started the creativity workshop with that poem. And it's actually in the book as well. It's called Stomp, Stomp, Wine, Wine. And at the end of that sh- workshop, one of the women said to me, I'm so mad that I can't buy your poetry. And I was like, what? You want to buy my poetry? And she was like, yes. So I started on this journey to publish my book. And this was 10 years before I did it. But I had written most of the poetry. Um, some of it came a little bit later um, after that. But I start. I had drawn as a girl, and I started, I thought, well, I can draw. And I thought, well, why don't I make it a coloring book? Because I can't do color, but I could do black and white. Right. <laughs> so this well, is, adult coloring books are popular. Right. And they were just starting to be popular when I started drawing. So uh, the very first drawing that I did, just a little backstory, is the is the cover of the book, which is that big red shoe. Yes. It's adorable. Yeah, so I, thank you. It's, anyway, so that's the very first drawing that I did. And then it took me a long time to figure out how to digitize and work in a program where I could, I didn't have to, because I started out with pencil and paper. Anyway, so in the book, there's pages for people to journal or to draw their own pictures or you can color whatever. And it's kind of, it's their own, like, lighthearted awakenings for themselves to go through and and work through the poems or just read them or just color whatever whatever works for you there are two poems in there that came after the the marriage was over um, which were about the emotional abuse so it has some real poignant things but also some very lighthearted and some you know just just a journey of of healing and becoming whole and free so that's that's something that we'll put in the show notes Oh, for sure. There will be a link to the book. The book is fantastic. The pictures are great. It's really just a, just a sweet book. Thank you. Appreciate that. So that I believe that creativity really helped me lift me up during hard times in the in, as I was going through the last few years of the marriage. Oh, for sure. So, yeah. So tell us about. Peggy the woman. I know you have children. I know you have grandchildren. Yes. So I do. I have three children and two grandchildren. And 
I I actually have a degree in musical theater performance. What a surprise. I, I love I to know, sing and I dance. Know, I, I know. I love, I love that you have all that. And then you're like, well, I didn't do that. I mean, I know you did some no, of that. No, I did do she, a lot. She I did, did do, do a lot of that. But yeah. it's like, and now it's like, it doesn't have a whole lot to do with. You know, it's interesting because I finally decided that I'm about the healing arts and the performing arts. And people go, yeah. oh, tell me about that. It's like, well, you know, it's personal growth. It's healing. It's moving forward. But as you, when you have to be on stage or acting and memorizing, lines and putting on a character there's a lot of yourself that you have to let go of and move into something new and there's a lot of growth in that and facing fears too oh yeah for sure so I I just feel like they're they're very and the creative arts are very hand-in-hand with healing and becoming your best self and I mean we're creative beings at our core and how much do we really allow ourselves to create or acknowledge what we do create or move forward in that creativity? Right. So I'd like, you know, we'll probably do a podcast on that because I've got more thoughts on that, but that's not today. So I am passionate. I'm passionate about healing. I'm passionate about living your best self. And as I've been single, I've seen a lot of people where I've been like, oh, you don't have to be in that pain. You know, oh, yes. you don't have to keep yes. making that misstep. Oh, you know, you know, people say, I keep getting back into these same, I've done it. It's like, okay, so here's my stuff coming up. How come I keep drawing this kind of a person to me? It's like, well, I got stuff I need to deal yes. with. So then I look at myself and I, and we'll talk more about that at other, in another podcast, probably multiple podcasts. But so I look at that and I'm like, gosh, I would love to help people. I really would love to m- just take that statistic down in the LDS culture of second and third and fourth marriages. Yes. I really yes. like, I mean, some it, of us is going to be a second marriage because we're here because we're divorced, but right. to just let's find that number one and make it happen the second time. Yes. Going in eyes wide open with tools and skills and having cleared out a lot of our crap. So I'm really passionate about that. And I would love to, to help people. I'd love to help you, our listeners, Get out of pain. Yes, just people just don't realize. I didn't realize how much stuff I was still carrying around um, until I did the guided meditation. I'm like, wow, I still have a lot of crap. And you get rid of the crap and you feel lighter and you feel better. And it's just an amazing experience. But I think that's a big part of just getting rid of your baggage and having and not projecting that onto other people and not having that limit you know, limit your self-esteem and your confidence. And it's just an amazing thing. And honestly, that's our goal. Yes. And so Peggy, I'm so excited to be working with you. Me too. I'm excited to work with you too. It's just going to be a magical combination and viewers, um, stay tuned. Um, podcast number two is my story and we've got some really great stuff for you in store. We come up with new ideas all the time and it's super exciting. Uh, we're going to sign off for now. And we hope to hear from you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and that it inspired you on your dating journey. Make sure to share this with a friend and subscribe to our channel. Check out our website at datetoyourpotential.com and take our free quiz to see if you are dating to your potential. We care about you, we support you, and you are loved.